You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Beltway Beef. This is Ashley, and today I have two guests on, joined by Kent Backus and Mary Thomas Hart, uh, two people that have been on the podcast before, but wanted to take it in a little bit different direction today. A lot of times we talk about portfolio issues and silo them. So Kent works on trade, Mary Thomas does more of the climate and natural resources side of things here at NCBA. But what we've been finding more and more, especially with uh, President Biden and his team, that there is some true intersection between especially the trade and climate portfolios. So Kent, can you just kind of give us an overview of President Biden's trade agenda and, and what that looks like? Yeah, and I think, you know, when, when most of the time we talk about trade, we're talking about tariffs and we're talking about some of these non-tariff issues that have been in place. And in previous administrations, uh, you know, with the Trump administration and the Obama administration, trade was really a focus to try to expand export opportunities and to bring more value back to American producers. With this administration, uh, they are continuing in that same, uh, that same step but with a slightly different focus, uh, trade in addition to climate and other things. And I think with this administration, we really see trade policy as a vehicle to implement a lot of these climate policies and other areas uh, regarding you know, human rights and labor. So uh, with the Biden administration, they've made it a priority to incorporate uh, climate in every policy aspect, including trade. And that is creating some opportunities for us to engage and really tell a story about uh, our industry, about our producers, and put a face on uh, the product that we that we actually produce. We kind of get this bad rap for being, you know, a factory farm and other things. That's how other countries try to try to portray us, and we all know that that's simply not the case. And I think with this administration, they've been receptive to to hearing us on that. And I think we're going to have a lot of opportunities over the next couple of years to incorporate that positive story in addition to advancing our trade policies. Yeah, so you said, Kent, that the administration is being receptive to hearing that story. But Mary Thomas, can you talk a little bit about what that story is and, you know, what are the main talking points for cattle producers right now? Sure. So, you know, I think it's it's important to start maybe 30,000 feet out and look at what what is the international story. Um, and it starts back in 2006 when we saw the Livestock's Long Shadow Report um, that's since been debunked. But, you know, I think the international story about livestock production is that it contributes anywhere from 14 to 15 percent of global greenhouse gas emissions. That's not the case in the United States. And that's, I would say, wholly attributed to the work of our producers, right? Improvements in genetics over time, increased utilization of technology, um, intensive grazing management. That means that direct emissions from cattle in the United States only account for 2% of our country's overall greenhouse gas emissions. And that's a 40% reduction from 1961 to now. So we are able to track the progress that we've made and we're able to point to the specific practices that we've implemented that help get us to that point. And so I think that that's, in a way, U.S. beef production provides kind of a blueprint for the rest of the world. You know, what works and and what have we done in our country? And I think it also adds significant value to our beef product, you know, when we can sell it as a sustainable product globally. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's important to recognize all of those points. There is science behind those points and there's proof behind uh, you know, the cattle industry being beneficial for the environment. And there's also proof behind uh, trade being beneficial for the cattle industry. And so just kind of want you guys to give the 10,000 foot overview of what you work uh, together on and um, you know, how NCBA has been engaged in these efforts. Well, I think you hit on something very important, and that's the fact that science plays an important role in all of this. Uh, you know, in in my world, doing trade policy, one of the one of the fundamentals that the United States has always had is that we want market based, rules based, and science based trade. And as these climate discussions are coming forward, it's just as important now to incorporate science in setting all of those standards. Uh, for us, we've faced a lot of non-tariff barriers uh, throughout our history that have really restricted our ability to, to capitalize on that foreign demand for our product. Uh, whether it was the production technologies we use or there were other arbitrary uh, guidelines that were put in place, all of those were protectionist measures. We've seen that from the European Union, we've seen that from a lot of Asian countries, and we've had to work very hard to advocate for the, the scientific uh, reasons of why we should be able to trade with each of those countries. I think moving forward, you know, we're really going to have to do a good job of telling that story and laying out all of those science-based arguments of why our production practices and why we, uh, why uh, everything that we do here is the model that should be followed and, and really uh, sets a, a, a good blueprint for the rest of the world on something to strive for. And then beyond those kind of bilateral discussions or, you know, trade negotiation negotiations, I think it's equally important to engage in kind of broader international discussions about, you know, livestock, agricultural production, food systems. Um, the UN is currently putting together a food system summit um, that NCBA has been engaged in to ensure that science, like Kent said, remains kind of a foundational piece in that conversation. I think, you know, in some regions around the world, it's easy to, to stray away from science um, and, and listen to, you know, fringe groups or, you know, a very small minority of consumers. Um, but, but our goal is always to ensure that science is the foundation for these decisions, whether it be a trade decision or, you know, another policy decision. Well, and I think it's important to just kind of emphasize that point of science being the foundation for these decisions and the United States and, you know, NCBA playing a pretty big part in that, giving the cattle industry a voice in telling the story of that sound science and those true benefits that uh, the cattle industry and, and cattle producers have to the environment, to the economy, um, and, and how they are a sustainable business. But you know, we say it time and time again that cattle producers are our best tool in advocating. And because when they tell their story, it really helps people understand where we're coming from in DC because we're representing these people. And so can you just talk a little bit to how cattle producers can share that story and, and help be engaged in this effort? I would, I would say, ditto Ashley, what producers have and the story that they can tell is so much more valuable than, you know, me telling their story. Um, so anytime you talk to a neighbor or anytime you engage with a consumer who maybe isn't aware of, of what you do on your operation, 
don't take that for granted because I think, you know, if I've learned anything in the last few years, it's that not everyone understands the, the U.S. beef supply chain. Um, so talk about the conservation practices that are implemented on your ranch. Talk about the improvements that you've made over time um, and the importance of sustainability on your operation so that you can pass it on to the next generation. I think, you know, like you said, those, those individual stories and anecdotes go a long way. Yeah, I, I completely agree. We have to put a face on trade. We have to put a face on science. We have to put a face on cattle production uh, because a lot of people just don't have that basic understanding. There's a, 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 a growing disconnection from people of, of knowing how their food is raised and how their food is produced. And that, that always creates an opportunity for us. And I encourage people that uh, they should they should be involved in NCBA. They should be involved in their state and local uh, associations as well, and just have those opportunities when you're going to engage with people outside of the industry, or whether it's uh, through uh, you know other civic organizations. Use that opportunity. Uh, there's always a chance for you to be an advocate and an ambassador of our industry, and uh, I think that no one can tell that story better than you can as a producer and what it means to your family, what it means to your community, and, and how you are helping address some 21st century problems. Yeah, and Kent, I'm really glad that you said that cattle industry, the cattle industry and, and cattle producers are addressing 21st century problems and it's important that their story is shared and, and that the cattle industry has a seat at the table in these conversations. Uh, so really appreciate both of you being on today because I think it's important to understand that so many of the issues that we're working on here at NCBA intersect and overlap with each other and our team is you know engaged in all sorts of things here in DC to make sure that cattle producers are represented so thanks for being on thanks Ashley yeah thank you very much this has been another episode of Beltway Beef official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington DC office don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify at Beltway Beef, also on Twitter at Beltway Beef. We'll see you next time.